coming up. Believe that he may frequently travel by rail, and so we ask communities along rail lines north and south of, south of Charlotte uh, to pay particular attention to those areas. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. Greensboro police found 21-year-old Christian Mabimba dead on Patterson Street. It was around 10 p.m. that same night that CMPD believe Moore killed a different woman in that same part of town before breaking into that market hours later. Again, he is considered very dangerous. If you see him, call 911. On today's episode, I'm joined by Grace Holland, a reporter at WFMY News 2. Grace, we're talking about two murders today, uh, one related in connection to a, a woman who actually left New Orleans as Ida was hitting and evacuated. And then there was another one, but I want to talk about both of these cases. You have covered uh, one in more detail. Tell us what we know and what unfolded earlier uh, this month in North Carolina. Yeah, so this really started for us the first week of September. Um, we found out there was a death investigation on Patterson Street here in Greensboro. We didn't have a whole lot of details, and that happened on a Friday. Um, then we heard over the weekend about some events in Charlotte. That's when we heard there was um, that victim from New Orleans, um, a woman who was a Hurricane Ida evacuee named Gabrielle Allnut. Uh, we understand she was an artist. Um, and we were told that she was killed and that the suspect may be in Greensboro. And that's really what we knew initially. And it wasn't until the next week that those dots started to connect. So two murders, two different locations, one being uh, this, I believe she was 29 years old, evacuated Ida, and she'd been in the area uh, for a, a week or so, right? And you mentioned she was an artist. She was actually teaching classes, as I understand. Right, yeah. Uh, that's, that's what we understand, too. Um, and then that next week is, is when we started to see the Charlotte-Mecklenburg Police Department um, do a press conference. They talked about um, that investigation. They also talked about an assault that had happened earlier that day on a greenway, still in the same part of Charlotte. And they also talked about a burglary that had happened after the homicide, so in the hours after that the, they believed the same suspects had gone in and broke into a market. And all of this happened very, very close together. And then it was that next day that we found out um, much more about that Patterson Street investigation here in Greensboro and that we found out that the suspect was the same person, uh, this man named Malik Moore, um, who was believed to have some ties to Greensboro. When I talked to Greensboro police, they weren't super specific about what that meant. They just said he kind of um, had been around the area a bit. Um, and, of course, that's at the same time that we learned that uh, this, the victim here in Greensboro, Christian Mbemba, um, was... Um, also not local to the Greensboro area. So these were two victims who didn't have ties to the areas in which they were killed, um, that he actually um, was from Nashville, Tennessee. Okay, so as you said, these dots start getting connected. Did they discuss at all at that point how they were connecting those dots? Yeah, what was really interesting about it is, is that they said that what concerned them so greatly about these cases is that there wasn't necessarily a connection between the victims and the suspect in the sense that 
they seemed to be random victims. They weren't people who knew more in any way. But what connected all of these was that they all happened next to railroad tracks because it was believed that Moore was traveling using public transportation and especially using railroads. So all of these scenes, the assault, the burglary, and both of these homicides happened very close to railroad tracks within walking distance. How, what was the manner of, of death in these two homicides? I don't know if Charlotte Mecklenburg Police has released the cause of death for the woman who was killed in Charlotte. Um, family of the Greensboro victim told me that Mbimba was stabbed to death. So the story goes from, from his sister, who I talked to, that um, when Christian Mbimba was on his way to Greensboro, he stopped at a gas station in Virginia, and he was a very kind and friendly person. He often was known to feed the homeless, um, and he met Moore at that gas station and gave him a ride to Greensboro. And once they got here, uh, the family says that uh, Moore robbed their brother and then ended up stabbing him. But that is, that, those details have not been confirmed to us by police at this point. Grace, in that assault case, did the victim, uh, were they able to provide police with information that helped lead to an arrest? I think the description that that victim provided was similar to Moore. And then there was also that, um, that break-in in Charlotte. There was surveillance video of a person matching his description. You see him uh, very violently breaking in the door to the building with a glass door and then going in, grabbing some things from behind the counter and running back out. And so, so you've watched that surveillance video. You can see this make him out somewhat. Yes, definitely. Um, the video from outside of the store is a little bit easier to get a sense of, of details. Um, he was wearing a white shirt, dark pants, dark shoes. Um, but it, you don't see his face very much just because he's bent over breaking in the door and the angle of the camera. And then once he goes in, um, you see him coming back out, but it is uh, kind of a night vision type gray, black and white uh, camera. But you can definitely tell that his build, uh, general facial shape and hair and everything matches the photos that law enforcement put out in search. How exactly then did police catch up with him? Well, you know, they said that the person who contacted them um, actually saw media reports. And, you know, it was us here in Greensboro and us and, and folks down in Charlotte putting out um, this guy's picture and reporting on this case um, that the person who reported this guy recognized him from news reports. So what happened was um, it was probably about two days later um, after we found out the connection. Um, so that would have been on the 8th, and then that following Thursday is when the arrest actually happened. And before that, uh, the FBI got involved. They were saying, well, he might be in South Carolina. He might be in Virginia. But it turned out that Greensboro police arrested him right here in Greensboro. So that would mean you know, the initial uh, first murder was there in Greensboro. He went down to Charlotte, and then he came back up here. Um, and he was, I believe, just walking down a street, and somebody 
saw him and, and recognized his picture, and I listened to the 911 calls. It was the same person who called 911 maybe three or four times, and he was just saying, look, this I recognize this guy. I don't remember what his name is, but I know this is the guy that uh, they're saying is a suspect in, you know, a, a murder here in Greensboro and a murder down in Charlotte. Um, so it really was just spreading the word that helped law enforcement be able to catch this guy. He just left the Exxon and he went towards A and T, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to follow him right now so I can see him. Hold on. He's walking, going towards A and T. So he's okay. walking away from downtown, and I'm watching him. He can't see me. Make sure y'all get him. I mean, and what a relief you've got someone who's on a on a violent, murderous spree. Who knows how far he could have taken that? Right. Yeah. And I think um, you know, for me, when I was covering. Uh, the search in the days before his arrest, you know, I, I even was a little bit uneasy just knowing, um, you know, how um, possible it was that he could be back in Greensboro. We didn't know for sure. And then to find out that he was found back here in Greensboro was, was definitely unsettling. Do we learn anything more about his background or, you know, could he have potential other victims in his past? I looked back and he has a record going back about 10 years, much of it uh, here in Guilford County, which is where Greensboro is, of larceny and burglary charges. Um, and we actually found out that he got out of prison about two and a half weeks before uh, Christian and Bimba was killed. Uh, so that about sort of the end of August is when he was released from prison. And then all of these things started happening within a couple weeks of that. What are the charges he's facing? Uh, Malik Moore is charged with first-degree burglary, first-degree kidnapping, and two first-degree murder charges. You, you know, lots of cases can take a long time to uh, to solve, and oftentimes a suspect is never found. In this case, this was wrapped up pretty quickly in the big scheme of things. You've got two completely innocent people now murdered uh, and a suspect behind bars. Right, yes. And, you know, I, like I said, I spoke to... Uh, Christian and Bimba's family, his sister, uh, she told me that they are thankful that Moore has been arrested and that he can't hurt anyone else. But of course, um, this has been extremely difficult for their family. Um, their mother is actually in the hospital fighting COVID. And last I was told, she had not even been told that her son had been killed because they didn't want that to affect her treatment and her ability to recover. Um, the funeral for Mbemba is scheduled for later this week, and it's just been a really devastating time for his family and I'm sure the family of uh, Gabrielle Elnut as well. Thank you so much for joining us and telling us about this case. Thank you. Thank you for having me. 